0: And let's just talk about being a, a team leader, a sales team leader, because there's so many different styles. I'm kind of like, what? <laughs> straight to the point. Call people out. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, that's why it works with us, though, because it's like good cop, bad
0: cop. <laughs> yeah. Good cop, bad cop. I'm like the jerk. Sometimes you're like more professional and like strategic and how you say things. And I'm like, hey. You're being lazy. I where all we could see it. We're tracking the KPIs where you will kind of say, Hey, we're gonna restructure the minimums. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. So talk to me about how to be a good sales team leader.
1: Um, I think you gotta lead by example. Like occasionally I still hop on and try to like lock things up or like yeah. and some of our other businesses, I'll hop on and close, like just so that people know that I still got it.
0: You closed a HRO deal, a home run offer deal, right? The yep. other day. Yeah. Was it um, a wholesale or innovation or?
1: Um, it was just a strict cash offer. Oh, okay. it, it was like a hoarder house. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you, know, you want to be able to step in and do things as needed. And I think mm-hmm. the best leaders lead by example. Yeah. Um, and then you want to also understand, like we talked about earlier, what motivates that person yeah. and how they respond. Some people need that like hard kick in the ass to like, go and like, hey man, you're not doing what you need to do. You need to get in there and like work harder, right? Some people need a little bit of a softer approach.
0: Yeah. And, you know,
1: so you just got to understand the type of person that you're dealing with, what motivates them and how they respond to criticism. Yeah. Right. But I think like in terms of the times where I've had to motivate or restructure or reshape somebody, I think it comes down to just being like, being candid and honest. It's like, hey, man, like I think you do X, Y, Z really, really well, but these are the places where we need to see some improvement. Yeah. And then giving them the tools so and the yeah. resources yeah. to do better, right? And you don't have to be a great sales trainer. Like you don't have to be like this master closer because that's why you're hiring a, a salesperson in the first place. Exactly. But you need to point them in the right direction. There's a ton of free content out there. There's a lot of good content over at Future Flipper in terms I'm of sure. sales stuff. So yeah. um, there's other places where you can lead them even if you don't have that good sales experience. Yeah. So I, I think that's huge. It's just providing them with the resources and the uh, candid like feedback. yeah, And you do that from day one. Like you let people know that, you know, they're going to get feedback from you, but it's only to help them grow. And I think that's the big part. As long as you communicate, that's like, hey man, I got love for you. I want you to succeed. I've hired you for a reason. I believe in you. Yeah. Now we just need to
0: convert on that. 100%. I guess, um, and then as far as tools, Mm -hmm. what are you giving these salespeople? Um.
1: So we give them like, we invest a ton in education. So we have almost every sales training program that you can think of. Yeah. We've done Grant Cardone. We've done Jordan Belfort. We've done Steve Trang, Jeremy Minor. Minor. Yeah. Um, We've even done like like Eric Brewer, yeah. like even these smaller guys who are out there. Like we have literally invested in every single sales training program. Yeah. Yep. So we have a ton of it, and so I always recommend like if you're not the sales guy, invest in a sales guy. Uh, in terms of like this the training. So we give them access to everything there. Um, it's also guided too. So like I'm like, hey, I want you to watch X, Y, Z because this is what's going to help you out. Like we actually just onboarded a new a new guy, and I'm like, hey, like. These are the three things that you need to watch first or that you need to go through before we even get you on the phone. Yeah. And so we have a ton of free resources. And then the first, you know, month is a lot of training. Like he's sitting there, he's shadowing our best people. Yeah. He's listening to calls from our best people because the best salespeople are just able to duplicate mm-hmm. what everyone else is doing. They don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. It's pretty easy there.
0: Yeah. I think too, like for me personally, as like a sales leader. I think I do a good job of making sure to paint the vision of what happens if they do improve. Oh, yeah. Not just like complaining like, oh, you're not on the phone enough. It's like, dude, if you get on the phones enough, you could hit this metric. You can make mm-hmm. this much. Like think about you being the number one salesperson. Think about the twenty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 you can make yes. a month. Think about all this crap. Not just complaining, but kind of doing both. Like, hey, I'm critiquing you because I want to put you on the right track to do this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, it's like, yeah, dude. Like, like we talked about earlier. Like, I care about you. I care about your success. And here's what it looks like on the other side of the fence. Like yeah. what I do. And I mean, we're blessed that we have salespeople who are who are A players. Yeah. So I'm able uh-huh. to be like, hey, look at this girl's performance or look at this guy's performance yeah. and look at what their check is yep. like how good would it feel to be on that side yep. all you got to do is do what they're doing so just 100%. duplicate the success and if you don't have success in your business yet or like, again you're hiring the first person you know talk about what their comp could look like yep. if they lock up three deals five deals yeah whatever it is and so that way you know give them a light at the end of the tunnel that they can work towards because all every salesperson is somewhat money motivated yeah and you know That's where you're going to be able to get them and really get them excited about the job and making those improvements that you just critiqued on.
0: Yeah. Okay, last thing I want to talk to you about, the new market, right? So most business owners in the REI world have teams, and I'm sure a lot of them went through a period where they're struggling because it's a new market, right? Like you said, the last two years, anybody could close a deal. Mm -hmm. Austin over here, 19 years old, this guy's closing deals. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. totally. But now it's not that easy. No. So how is HRO still closing deals?
1: Um, We, again, it it comes down to being way more creative, right? Like there was definitely a learning curve for a little bit where like our team was so accustomed to getting these deals at like, you know, 90%, 85% ARV. And then it was just going to appreciate and then we're going to make way more money. (laughs) Like, dude, and that's like, I got started wholesaling and like flipping in 2020. yeah, And dude, it was easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 um, But... Um, yeah, like the way we've adjusted are again, we just added these tools to our tool belt. So we got with Eric Brewer, we got with these other exit strategies. And so like our team has had to just get better at pitching Novations, seller finance to adjust. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's like there was a like a short period of time where we're like, okay, we got, we really got to figure this out. Like, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. We're still spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing. So we just got to convert on those deals. Yeah. And uh, just to give some like, practical advice, like what's worked really well for us is again setting the stage because I think what I'm what we're seeing in the market is, you know, buyers like other if if you're wholesaling, you know, buyers are a lot more apprehensive to pick up those properties. Yeah. And sellers still think it's a market from like eight months, nine months ago. Yeah. Right. And so they're still somewhat unrealistic on what they think their house is worth. They're always gonna be unrealistic, but they're they're more than than yeah. usual, right? So like we talked about earlier, you know, you walk in with Actual metrics of saying, "Hey, you know, there's three times the amount of inventory right now. Yeah, Hars- houses are sitting all around a little bit longer. Yeah, like you know, you're sh- you're looking at a comp of like your neighbor's house that sold four months ago. It's not the same market. Yeah, and the people who are better at communicating those facts before offering their lowball offer, yeah, are the ones that are going to win. Yeah, and that's what we I think we're doing really really well here.
0: Love it."